This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters— with new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. A rough week, really, for the markets. What should American consumers understand is going on? Look, I'd put some perspective on what we're going through right now. The market is not the same as the economy. When you look at the economy, you see a 3.6% unemployment rate. You see 500,000 jobs being created a month. You see consumer spending quite strongly. So there's a lot of good things going on there. Um, but the market is sending a signal, and it's one that we should be somewhat concerned about and pay attention to. <laughs> well, Just no time to panic. That's about the rosiest spin you can come up with from the left. They're, they're absolutely right. The market is, uh, Joe, Joe's been saying this for a year, the stock market is not the economy. Uh, the stock market has been a little rocky as of It's been late. sending a signal, and wait a minute, I'm almost done decoding the signal. Yes, carry the three. The signal is, we're doomed! Doomed! (laughs) On Friday, the Dow Jones Industrial Average recorded its eighth straight week of declines, its longest streak since 1932. So like like 15 years, right? What's that? Do the math again. Good Lord. I mean, we always mock it when they say that's the biggest drop since June or... The the biggest percentage loss since 2015, and you think, yeah, I don't even remember it in 2000. But when you start <laughs> when you start talking about the longest bad news since 1932, the Great Depression, you start getting my attention. 
The S&P 500 flirted with bear market territory. A bear market is defined as when bears start running through the marketplace, (laughs) eating traders. Exactly. That's any time you drop 20% from your peak, I think. Yes, sir. Whatever. Who cares? Um, but the, the, the spin on some of that though, come on. So you're the, the number of jobs created per month. All right. Well, that, that's an averaging out. And a lot of those came in a big chunk when we opened the businesses back up. That's how those jobs were created. Businesses that were, weren't allowed to exist because of government rules opened back up again and started hiring people. Um, the other number what was the other number in there that, 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 that that's on top of my head. Uh, unemployment. Oh, rate? No, the consumer spending. Ah. It turns out we all found out that the reason consumer spending went up is because everything's so much more expensive. I bought the same number of gallons of gas and the same number of gallons of milk because <laughs> I need that much, but I spent more. So claiming that is increased consumer spending is a little misleading. That's what we all found out last week. With the giant drop in Target and Walmart, in that people are pulling back on the stuff that they buy, even if the amount of money they're spending is going up, because everything's so damn expensive. I spent more money on gas yesterday than I've ever spent in my life at one time, because yeah. it costs $6 a gallon. You know, it's funny. I uh, I find myself thinking, Judy and I uh, have uh, a, an app on our phones that identifies birds by their call. Well, so you're walking through the woods or whatever. It it tells you it's from uh, what university is it from? I could flip. What, it, an, but, what a what a great time to be alive. Well, yeah, I know, and I'm obviously officially now an old guy um, because I like try to figure out what birds are about. Uh, let's see, what is it? Flies it lies. Birds are drones. Well, that's a good point, but uh, all the drones have different calls. Uh, so anyway, uh, I find myself dreaming of the day there's an app on your phone where you could just hold it up, and if what you were hearing was bull-ass, it would identify it as bull-ass, never mind whether it's a you know, red-tailed hawk. Is this bull-ass? Because listening to that news report, it would be constantly lighting up red. That's bull-ass. That's bu- that is, too. And then, you know... Exactly, Mr. President. And then, you know, half the stuff you hear from your coworkers is bullish. And then at the end of the day, you could say, boy, sweetheart, this was a quite a day. 77% of the words I heard today were bullspit. It is true that the market is not the economy. And the fact that the uh, the market has gone down so much, unless I need to take out money on my 401k right now, eh, it doesn't matter that much to me. It'll be back by the time I need it or you need it probably. Unless you're, you're close to retirement, then it's, it's a problem. What is like could keep you up at night a problem is the whole inflation thing and there's just there's no getting around that man oh that's a rough one but anyway the headline from the wall street journal in the sunday edition was the market is melting down and people are feeling it where it pointed out that we've had eight straight weeks of declines longest streak since 1932 uh for instance pick a stock tesla the most valuable car company in the entire world their shares have declined 40 percent Ooh. Since April 4th. Boy, normally that would coincide with an announcement that turns out our cars cause cancer or something <laughs> horrific like that. 40%. The most valuable car company in the world. They used to say, uh, when I was a kid, you would hear, as goes GM, as go, so goes the country. I mean, it was so important that it was the dominant company and the dominant car company in the world and everything. And if it was doing badly, it's bad for everybody. Tesla, the by far no, most valuable car company in the world, down 40% since April 4th, which is not that long ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's well, part- stunning. 
part of the reason so much financial reporting, <coughs> excuse me, specifically uh, in terms of the market, are, are so useless and full of bull ass, is that if you were to give people a more complete picture of what's happening, it would be A, a little long, and B, it would leave people completely unsatisfied. It would not be that punchy, clickbaity story that the media thrives on. Because you'd have to point out, if a market is up, 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 like it's been prior to the uh, recent furry bear market, um, a substantial amount of what's happening is speculation. People just think it went up yesterday, it'll probably go up today, which means I'll be richer tomorrow. So people get super enthusiastic pumping money into the market. Has nothing to do, well, it's it's only tangentially related to the idea of where is the economy headed, uh, uh, what is this company worth, what's it going to be worth in the future, is this a good investment? And then when when the bubble bursts and things start heading downward, you see all that speculation money just pull out as quickly as it possibly can. And so it, you're going to have wilder swings. Um, but like I say, it's just, it's, it leaves you thinking, uh, boy, it's crazy. I hope it goes up again in the future. That's really, is, if you're a long-term saver, an index fund person, a 401k person, that is the only sane response. I read, oh, I came across such a really interesting statistic. I thought I saved it, but I can't find it. Um, where, uh, they looked at historically, I'll bet I can find it. We'll talk about it later. But they look at historically uh, stock uh, big drops and then recoveries. And if you just wrote it out, how much money you would have at the end of it. And if you missed one day, one day of the recovery, um, you would have your your money is cut by like a third because of the compounding. You know, if, if an asset grows, it grows and and if you miss like two days of the recovery, your money practically cut in half. So the one thing you don't want to do is panic and sell low. And start thinking you're going to time it? Yeah. Oh, no, you can't. You cannot. Um. So I was listening to a pretty smart economic podcast over the weekend, and uh, uh, what they were saying, and, I, and this is just true, nobody wants to say it out loud. No politician ever wants to say it out loud. But the way you stop inflation is you make people, you put people in so much pain that they stop buying enough stuff that we can get back on top of this thing. You have to put people in enough pain to get them to pull back. Well, what have I been saying? My unnecessarily colorful metaphor, the Fed is going to choke the economy till just before it blacks out. Maybe uh, yeah, maybe the difference is uh, you say choke the economy, and I think of this amorphous beast that is the economy. If I think mm. of putting people in pain, I think, okay, so each individual purchaser, each individual family's got to get in enough pain that they decide, you know, we're not going to fly somewhere for vacation this year. We're going to drive. Um, and uh, Or stay home. and Or stay home. We're really going to do three days instead of a week. And uh, we're going to eat out very seldom. And, uh, you know, those shoes can last you a little longer than I thought. And, you know, that sort of thing. That's what's got to happen to every family in America to get the inflation under control. And I was was explaining to my my oldest son, uh, saying, you know, I was just telling him what it was like when I was your age. When I was your age, we never ate out. And we didn't fly places. And we had one car. I mean, there's just... And everything was fine, but and if 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 newsprint and duct tape shoes were good enough for your grandpa, they're good enough for you, son. Yeah, and if you caught a mouse in a mouse trap, you just didn't throw it in the trash. You boiled her up. <laughs> mm, boiled mouse, so good. So you're right. Uh, since consumer spending is two thirds of the American economy, I should have been more specific. Jerome Powell is going to come to your home, wrap his hands around your throat, and choke you until just before you black out. 
Barbaric. speaking, it is. is that's it? why. That's why some of us who got a little gray around the temples, maybe a little paunch around the middle, maybe erectile dysfunction. I don't know. <laughs> Those of us who are a little older were warning. The, you, everybody, the world, the politicians, warning you frantically, don't let inflation get out of control. Do not be cavalier about pumping all this money into the economy. Most of us will have a little gray around the temples. Maybe we got some cracked, yellowing toenails. I don't know what's oh, going Lord. on here. That's it. There's no need. Those of us who got a little ear hair, we know. Oh, Bingo. Boy. Oh, my God. Uh, but just, I don't know, hearing people say out loud what is clearly true, families have to get into enough pain that they stop spending to cool off the economy. Oof. Clearly true. Clearly happening. I am spending less. And uh, so I tweeted out a picture yesterday. I just filled up. I'll read my own tweet. I can see it up here on the screen. I just filled up the most sold vehicle in America, the Ford F-150. There's more of those sold every year. So I'm, Mm -hmm. I'm driving the most Typical vehicle on the road. It costs $130 to fill it up. Oh. Uh, and most people's responses were, you know, I'm doing okay, so I can't afford it. But what about people who are struggling? Yeah, I think about when I was younger. I don't know what I would have done. You know, well, That's not an option to spend $130 freaking dollars to fill up your car. You are going to have to eliminate some spending that is not superfluous i mean it's gonna hurt like you said there's got to be enough pain that the economy chokes and sputters and then inflation comes down i'm almost dead <laughs> and then jerome powell let's go to your your uh, trachea right says don't make me come back <laughs> oh, you go you go out to chili's to eat i'm back i'll be back in the night once again my bony fingers around your neck uh, anyway that's probably enough of that probably Right. Oh, speaking of which, uh, Elon Musk's $250,000 settlement, allegedly, mm-hmm. uh, for, for uh, you know getting swanky with the flight attendant. I've got some interesting oh, figures I, on that. I want to hear about that. And, and a theory. Fantastic. Uh, you accused me of all kinds of uh, malfeasance when I, I report, when I reported that story on Friday. And by right. reported that story, I mean read it from a magazine. <laughs> um, boy, I don't know. Do we want to look into the Southern Baptist... Uh, sex abuse investigation that's going on. What a terrible story that is. Very Catholic churchy sounding. Mm-hmm. Been going on for a long time. Lots of cover-ups. But we don't have to do all awful stuff today, I don't suppose. Nobody's going to make us. No, certainly not. I've, I've got some reasonably cheery fare. A little bonus mailbag, uh, if we want, next segment. If you're not feeling real good, it's probably monkeypox. So we got lots to talk about. Our text line is 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. You didn't want to get involved in the Ukraine conflict militarily for obvious reasons. Are you willing to get involved militarily to defend Taiwan if it comes to that? Yes. You are? That's the commitment we made. Uh, wait, what? And uh, the world wonders, did he mean that? Is that a change in policy? Was he answering a different question? He thought you asked about vaccines, but he's responding about <laughs> the abortion ruling. 
Well, the White House quickly tried to deny that the president meant what he seemed to be saying, says the New York Times. As the president said, our policy has not changed. That's the line from the New York Times. Yes, sir. Read that again. That's amazing. The White House quickly tried to deny that the president meant what he seemed to be saying. Wow. Here's the quote from the White House. As the president said, our policy has not changed. Okay. Uh, He, the White House said in a statement hurriedly sent out to reporters. That's interesting. That's editorializing. Yep. In a way that I often criticize. Yep. I mean, you could use the term promptly or immediately or just leave a descriptor yeah. out. They yeah. just sent yeah. that out. Yeah, that's yeah. that's sent to, that's meant to demonstrate that they were scrambling to cover up a mistake. I mean, that's why you put that word in there. Yeah, how do you know it was hurriedly? I suspect they're right, but anyway. Uh, quote, he reiterated our one China policy. No, he didn't. <laughs> what are you talking about? And our commitment to peace and stability across the Taiwan Strait. Yeah, kind of, sort of. He also reiterated our commitment under the Taiwan Relations Act to provide Taiwan with the military means to defend itself. Well, he kind of did. Um, but uh, the New York Times is mystified what the hell he was talking about, whether he was speaking out of turn, whether he's a crazy old man. Uh, <laughs> little bonus mailbag here from uh, Paolo. Everybody's reporting that Biden seems to indicate a change in U.S. policy. Uh, has policy really changed? Are they just floating trial balloons that they know can be walked back? Is his confusion simply a new twist on strategic ambiguity? Or do we just have to get used to the fact that we're navigating the modern world with Mr. Magoo at the helm? Well, that's a rather old cartoon reference. Mr. Magoo, for our younger listeners, was a delightful cartoon character who had uh, um, A, poor judgment, and B, was severely short-sighted. That's right. That's how hard up we were for entertainment back in the day. A guy who couldn't see real well. That was his act. Dang, that was funny. He can't hardly see. Drove into things, walked off of ledges, etc. Eric points out on the topic of Elon Musk's alleged settlement with a uh, flight attendant. Uh, offered her a horse, ended up for uh, for rubbing him down, uh, points out that with Elon w- uh, Musk's wealth, let's just say it was a paltry $5 billion at that point, $250,000 can be expressed as five ten-thousandth of 1%. Now, if you are a person, perhaps a prominent radio host, for instance, who had a net worth of $1 million, you'll find that, do the math, it's the equivalent of $50 for you. <laughs> That may be too much for Jack to pay for a pizza, but I'd be willing to bet that you'd pay it to get a crazy liar to go away. Mm. By the way, he writes, my wife is a non-massage-giving flight attendant on an ultra-low-cost carrier, and I'm pretty sure there are a few flight uh, attendants in her company that would perform the service that Elon would have gotten uh, and gotten change back from that horse. (laughs) 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 Meaning they'd have done it for a lot less. I don't know. Why would you impugn your wife's co-workers like that? The, she the, the flight attendant is alleging that the world's richest man offered her a horse for a, for a rub and tug. Is a, more or less what's going on there. Well, that was unnecessarily frank, but yes, that was my understanding frank, of the proposed transaction. Frank, but do you understand the story now? Yes, you do. Yeah, you're right. I, it needed bo- clarity. I boiled it down to its essence, and I love boiled essence as opposed to fried or... <sighs> And Wrong. then uh, one one person wanting to know uh, if Kamala became president, who should who would she pick as her VP? I don't have time to pay this off. Maybe next segment. Okay. And are we all forgetting things more often than we used to? It sure seems like it. Wall Street Journal with an interesting article on that. Bunch hmm. of stuff on the way. Stay with us. Armstrong and Getty.
From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Taylor Swift gave a commencement address at NYU's graduation ceremony this week because college is a lot like breaking up with Taylor Swift. You're still going to be paying for it decades later. Well, that reminds me, I wanted to get to the Elizabeth Warren tweet from the weekend. This is a good time since it just came up uh, on the, the topic of eliminating student debt. This is what Elizabeth Warren she was like, you know, had a serious run at being the Democratic candidate for president there for a while. The I'll bet she's still sniffing it, too. Still thinking about it. Oh, yeah. The American people support canceling student debt, even those who don't have loans. 
One of the reasons, there's scarcely a working, pers- working person in America who doesn't have a friend, family member, or co-worker weighed down by this burden. Hmm. POTUS should hashtag cancel student debt. The response on Twitter from people who don't agree with her was pointing out all of the polling showing that that is a complete, complete, 100% lie. <laughs> that, I was going to say, there, there may have been a few words in that statement that were not complete crap, but I'd have to take another look. The American people absolutely do not support canceling student debt, even those who don't have loans. Exactly the opposite. Wow. We, Boy, live, is... we live in such a weird time. Yeah. It, it is. There is no longer any point in even trying to to, to to stay in the in the realm of what's real. You're you're only talking to people who are only listening to you and people on your side. So you just don't even need to bother. We, honest to God, live in a post truth world. It's weird. Well, yeah, I think it's it's easy to understand, though. Politicians have gone from being legislators who are full of crap, granted, but legislators, they are now essentially Nigerian princes, fake Internet Nigerian princes. They will huh. say whatever it takes to get you to send them money. I'm sure she quickly followed that up with a plea for help me get this done. Send twenty five dollars mm. so we can get justice for debt ridden graduates. Yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right about that. So I came across this in the Wall Street Journal. It certainly struck a chord with me. Short, temporary instances of forgetfulness are increasing, researchers say. Uh, the sort of thing that often are called senior moments among people over, I don't know what age. Um, but they're happening to more of us at more ages, experts say. People finding it difficult to recall simple things like the names of friends, coworkers we haven't seen um, words that should come easily, how to perform routine acts that once seemed like second nature. We're all struggling with this right now, and they believe it's because all the amount of change that has gone on in the last couple of years, all the change that has happened at a speed that has never happened in human history, consumes cognitive energy, often much more than we think, neuroscientists say. It's no wonder we can't hmm. remember... Um, a lot of things that we used to be able to remember. Our minds. I mean, it's just, I mean, right? I, 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 anyway. Well, that's just plain old old. Uh, our <laughs> minds are struggling with transition moments. Our brains are like computers with so many tabs open right now. That's a good way to look at it. That is, yeah. I have way more tabs open in my brain than I did ten years ago, and certainly more than I had thirty years ago. Oh yeah, other than like different clothing styles or music. I mean, uh, between 1980 and 88, uh, there weren't the, you didn't have to like rethink the world over and over again. Oh god, not even close. Hardly the way anything... you interact with the world specifically. Maybe you had to learn to use a, a, a VCR machine. By today's standards, the difference between 1975 and 1990 was practically nothing. Um, Our brains are like computers with so many tabs open right now. The chronic and cumulative stress of the past years has taken its toll. Research led by these various doctors they mentioned here show that people who have experienced uh, life stressors have impaired memory. That's always been true if some big stress happens in your life. Well, everybody is experiencing life stressors now all the time because we're just we're not we're not built to deal with a tremendous amount of rapid change. If we were built to deal with that in previous times, you probably would have gone crazy, right? 
right with the um how 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 static things were oh i see what you're saying yeah um yeah yeah well you add to that the not only the politics and the media is constantly trying to stress you to get you to click and then and and i think this is underrated and i'm trying to remind myself on a near daily basis that downtime when you're bored mm they You're not staring yeah. at your phone. You're not flipping through articles. Well, oh, if, okay, I'll let scholars yeah. speak. I'm glad you mentioned that because that does come up here. Um, stress negatively affects our, affects our attention span and sleep, which also impacts memory. Chronic stress, stress can damage the brain. But we're also doing other things, which neuroscientists say makes it even harder to encode memories in the first place uh, because of the way we scroll through our phones and take information at such a pace and never take a break from it. So we're exacerbating the problem that exists. It's, 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 I hate to use the term perfect storm, but I don't know what a, is better. Uh, a bunch of things conveniently came together at the same time that are all negative, and they probably reinforce each other. Things are happening at a faster pace because of social media and all that sort of thing. But the fact that we never stop and let our brains slow down at a time when things are changing so fast, oh, my right. God, it's it's a layered on top of things. It's like you started eating more cake and stopped exercising at the same time. Yeah, yeah. Well, the best description I ever read, and it was a while back, so forgive me if it's a little vague, but of what we do in our downtime when you're bored or when you're asleep or whatever, what your brain does is it it files things, it labels them, it finds relationships, kind of cross-tabs them, uh, and cross-references stuff, and, and puts it in an order that you can access. It does its filing. And we never do any filing. So our brains are giant stacks of unrelated documents piled up on a desk or on a kitchen counter. We never take the time to file. This seems to be fairly well agreed upon, what you just said. Why, mm-hmm. why, why aren't there, aren't, there aren't PSAs on the radio station or the TV or billboards saying, carve out some time where you don't stare at your phone today? That might be the best thing we can do for society. Uh, the single best thing. It might be, indeed. Uh, yeah. I know I I need to do better. I need to do way better of uh, getting my kids to where, okay, we're going to do something that's got no, not, not looking at screens, no music playing, just no TV on in the background. Just, just we got to find something to do. And they always look at me with tremendous fear. As soon as I break into that, ah, ah, kind of like I feel like if I'm standing in line Starbucks and I know it's going to be an entire 45 seconds before I get my coffee and I realize I don't have my phone with me. Oh, my God. I've got 45 seconds to kill and I don't have my phone. What All right, is calm, that weird calm feeling down. of dread? Calm down now. Calm down. You're going to be okay. Stare at that guy over there. He's got kind of funny clothes on. Maybe you can think about that for a second. Wow, that's that's how would you describe that emotion? It's almost that of a junkie who realizes, oh, "Oh my God, I forgot my drug. I think I don't know. I've never been a junkie, but it's weird. It didn't exist. It didn't exist in my own brain. Not that many years ago. If I was in line at the grocery store, I was just in line and I'm just going to wait. I didn't think, oh, I don't have my phone. (sighs) I can't check and see if anybody texted me after any news headlines or a sports score or something. Now, you might get a little impatient till you get up close enough to the tabloids to read Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman and break up drama. Yeah. 
<laughs> thinking, wow, I didn't hear they'd broken up. And you right. read it, and then pick it up, flip through it, then put it back, because you're not going to be seen spending your money on that garbage, but you're right. kind of curious. Kanye West reveals cancer diagnosis to family. Yeah. <laughs> Something no, else didn't. that didn't happen. I don't know. I yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, I'm glad I did this segment just to remind myself. I've I've got to. I've become friends with somebody who's like a brain expert, PhD brain expert person. And I've mm. been asking him along. I ask him about this. How important do y'all think this is? It's got to be right up there at the very top of importance. Unless though, maybe the other side of it is: look, this is the new world. This is what brains are going to be: adapt, adapt, or fall behind. Yeah, I don't know. No. Adapt by going crazy. Yeah. That by not being able to remember anything and uh, nah, Excellent being stressed point. and uh, please uh, 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 depression, anxiety, suicide, it's all up. Good, good, good counterpoint. Yeah, yeah. Oh well, good morning. Uh, coming up, what do we have? Uh, let's see. Black Lives Matter gave hundreds of thousands of dollars to a group that calls cops pigs. And is calling for them to defund. So that means you corporations that blindly, idiotically gave money to them are supporting organizations that call cops pigs. So whoops, whoopsie daisy on that. Uh, I retweeted an incredibly racist tweet from a blue check mark pastor who is the leader of a NCAA, NAACP organization. And uh, just as racist as anything could be. But because it's on the other side, it's uh, it flies, I guess, on Twitter. Oh, because if it was racist against any other group, our careers would be over. Uh, that person certainly would be banned from Twitter. But, yeah, a bunch of different stuff we can get to. Stay with us. Our text line, 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years 
and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Season 9 of Next Question with me, Katie Couric. It is 2024, and we're going to get through this together, folks. My campaign promise to all of you here on Next Question is going to be a good time the whole time, we hope. I have some big news to share with you on our season premiere featuring Kris Jenner, who's got some words of wisdom for me on being a good grandmother, or in her case, a good lovey. You know, you start thinking of what you want your grandmother name to be. Like, are they going to call me grandma like I called my grandmother? So I got to choose my name, which is now Lovey. I'll also be joined by Hillary Clinton, Renee Fleming, Liz Cheney, to name a few. So come on in and take a break from the incessant negativity for a weekly dose of fascinating conversations. Some of them, I promise, will actually put you in a good mood. I loved it. Your energy and joy. I'm squeezing every minute I can for you out of this season of Next Question. Last question, I promise. You have to go. I have to go. (laughs) But it's been so fun. And I can't wait for you to hear it. Listen to Next Question with me, Katie Couric, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Uh, Continuing to follow up on one of the stories of the day, Joe Biden was asked in Asia if we would come to the aid of Taiwan, military aid of Taiwan, if they were attacked by China, and he said yes, which is not the answer that we've been giving for the last 40 years. And Jim Skiutu of CNN said, on Biden and Taiwan, a source familiar with the president's thinking tells me there is no new U.S.-Taiwan policy. When the president said the U.S. would intervene militarily, he meant providing weapons, not deploying U.S. sources. That's not what the Q&A was, though. The question was quite specific. Consistent with the 1979 Taiwan's Relations Act. So if if he meant, oh, we would just provide weapons of forces, you can't be that sloppy with your language on something like that, unless it's on purpose. But that is, that's just incredible. That I apologize is inc- for that. That is incredible. Yeah, yeah, shocking. Wow. Well, as long as we're talking about it, play 30, Michael, just so you can hear the exchange for yourself. You didn't want to get involved in the Ukraine conflict militarily for obvious reasons. Are you willing to get involved militarily to defend Taiwan if it comes to that? Yes. You are? That's a commitment we made. No, so he, he clearly, he, that was clearly an old man fumble. 
clearly, without a doubt. The way she asked that question, she 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 was setting up the compare and contrast between the Taiwan situation and the Ukraine situation. He, uh, an earlier Joe Biden would have understood the nuance of that. Not just yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's our commitment. He is he is he should not be president of the United States. He does not have the mental ability to currently be president of the United States. Correct. We're in a bad situation because the person behind him, the vice president, is a dope, and nobody likes her, including her own party. Right. Right. But and the, so, as he, I've been howling, we're in an impossible situation. Okay, here's here's what needs to happen. Uh, somebody needs to take the bull by the horns here. You need to talk oh. to, that was, uh, what's her name, Cordis with CBS News. You need to talk to all the big journalists and say, do not ask Joe Biden any hard questions without having them submitted first and having somebody go over them. I think we need to start covering for the president for national security reasons. Well, uh, I, that's one idea, muzzling the First Amendment, you and then, lunatic. Well, I, I like I'm my like, idea better. And then when it gets close to the election, all the journalists come forward and say, look, we've been covering for the president for the past two years for national security reasons because we don't want World War III to get started because he says something nuts. Just to let you know, he's completely out of his mind. True international right, right. pressure. All right, well, here's my idea, and I, I think I mentioned this last week. I will seed the fund, a GoFundMe page, to raise $1 billion to give to Kamala Harris if she will leave office. $1 billion. United States dollars. Now, I'll have to hire some lawyers to look into whether that's bribery or not. It certainly sounds like it. Um, <laughs> Maybe uh, offer her a horse. That's the way Elon Musk does it. But they, we've I have no idea whether she likes horses. But uh, we've got to get that halfwit out of office. Then, then there is a soft landing when it's clear Biden can't perform the duties of the office. Right now, we have a disaster on our hands. Oh boy! Here, here's here's a report from Sam Stein, who re, I don't know who he's with now. He used to be with HuffPo. Uh, Sam Stein was there. Those there, including National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan and others, did their best to keep their facial expressions unfazed. Though Rahm Emanuel, the U.S. ambassador to Japan, bulged his eyes in an apparent surprise at the president's answer. Oh boy! All these people know he is not capable of doing this job right now. He is not. He can't do it. He didn't understand the question, and he gave the wrong answer. You know, you mentioned back in the day, Biden would have gotten it, blah, blah, blah. Let's go ahead and play that tape from back in the day. Do we have When we he have, was at his sharpest, yeah, 26. Do we have time for that, Michael? Um, okay. Yeah, so yeah. This, this this whole report is amazing. This is him on the campaign trail in 1988. I went to law school on a full academic scholarship, the only one in my, in my class uh, to have a full academic scholarship. Went back to law school and, in fact, ended up in the top half of my class. I was the outstanding student in the political science department at the end of my year. I graduated with three degrees from undergraduate school and 165 credits, only 123 credits. Biden now concedes he did not graduate in the top half of his law school class, that he does not have three degrees from college, and that he was not named outstanding political science student in college. Newsweek says Biden actually went to school on a half scholarship, ended up near the bottom of his class, 
and won only one degree, not three. Joe Biden ranked 76th in a class of 85 at the University of Syracuse Law School. I mean, this guy comes off this whole thing as a flyweight. Now Biden says Newsweek is right. His memory had failed him. And I'd be delighted to sit down and compare my IQ to yours if you'd like, Frank. Joe Biden was victimized by the truth. Bye-bye, Biden. He may not know it yet, but I think this is very going to be very difficult for him to recover. Is Joe Biden dead meat, yes or no? I think so. Bob? Terminal condition. Terminal. Eleanor? Yes, unless he comes in third in Iowa. Morton? <laughs> Dying. I say dead. He was... <laughs> Joe Biden was 46 years old when he did that. Now, the idea that, oh, I misremembered whether or not I have three degrees or one is <sighs> insane. So what is the story there? Did he Joe just Biden think... is a dummy. Well, that's one possible explanation. Did he just think nobody would check? Or is he, as they say, a fabulist, which can either be somebody who likes making up tall tales or somebody who can't help it because they have no grasp of reality? Is it the Brian Williams thing? You just, you got a crowd in front of you and you just want to be better, greater, cooler. Yeah. I mean, because that's, it's amazing that that was, you know, because it's because he was running against Trump. If he had been running against anybody else, that would have been a disqualifying tape right there. Sure. This, this is you half your age, practically. Mm-hmm. I mean, th- that's that's insane. What is wrong with you would be the follow up. question. It's beyond being a liar, because if you're on a bar stool and there's no way for anybody there to check. And you say you had three degrees when you got one. That makes you a liar. But if you say it to a room full of people who are paid to check and see if this is true, that makes you some sort of crazy. Well, I think it's uh, like a compulsive disorder. You you can't stop yourself from saying crazy stuff, which is, you know, odd to imagine. And and how embarrassed would most most of us be? Well, most of us would never say anything like that. But how embarrassed would most of us be if we ever did something like that? Yeah, I I graduated with three degrees in uh, half the time. And then somebody finds out, no, you didn't. Not even close. Not at all. I mean, none of that. There's no even pretending, oh, kind of, you're just looking. No, it's just flat out not true. Well, and it's especially crazy, as you point out, because he said it to a bunch of political reporters. Right! I mean, it's like the health inspector comes to your restaurant, and you say, there, come on in, there are no rats in here. I want you to take a look around, no rats in here. And you know your kitchen is teeming with rats. Right, the rats There's are... crap everywhere, they're on the counters, they're swinging from the chandeliers. <laughs> You'd, you'd have to be nuts. You'd have to have a compulsive disorder so, to say that. So taking it back t- till today, you're saying that some of that weirdness from even when he was a young man is playing a role in this just stating things that are just completely. I mean, what is that? I, I, it could be. It could be related. Uh, I don't know. Or it's just but senility. I do fear for the republic. Well, yeah, that too. It, it's probably a stew of mental disorders. What a weird thing to do. Can we get a president who's not diagnosable with various <laughs> syndromes, please? <laughs> Out of 340 million people, you'd think we could drum somebody up? If you miss an hour of the show, get the podcast Armstrong and Getty On Demand. Armstrong and Getty. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. 
Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.